You're listening to a rebroadcast of a live walk talk from Instagram. Not me. I am not looking forward to winter ever, but here we are, middle of winter, so we're gonna we're gonna get this walk talk in even though it's cold and it's freezing. So let's go ahead and get right to it. I'm I'm uh actually I normally don't do a walk talk this time of day, but I posted a TikTok the other day. And then I refurbished it on Instagram as a reel. And the topic, one of the topics, <laughs> seemed to set off a, a firestorm on both sides of being true and untrue. And I just wanted to go deeper into that topic. And that is the topic of masturbation. <laughs> so this is, uh, this is a weird topic to talk about. But, you know, I think when we really get to the bottom of it and... We look to scripture, we understand the truth. I think it's not that weird. <laughs> I think our consciences have been trained to think certain things are weird. And then once we start talking about it, all of this friction begins to happen with our conscience. And from our conscience, our feelings flow. So our feelings, might be angry, might be shameful, might be confused. But if we just go back to the truth of scripture and we try not to change the Bible into something that our consciences have been trained to think, we can enjoy freedom. Even me saying that sentence right there is weird for people. I get it. It's even weird saying it. And I understand the truth of all of this because I've tried to get to the bottom of it for uh, a long time. And I've understood the truth about masturbation for a long time, but I normally just keep that topic to myself, but I try to stick to, you know, the, the once for all forgiveness of Jesus. I try to stick to your righteousness. I try to stick to uh, your identity, but sometimes those things are intertwined with topics that need to be discussed. And there's, not, there's nothing to be afraid of in regard to talking about topics when you understand the truth. So let's get to the truth of the topic of masturbation. And I, now here's the thing. I don't know if Instagram is even going to let me repost this or even stay on this live. But I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. Um, because this needs to be addressed. I get messages weekly about this topic where somebody's just absolutely depressed over uh, this action. Somebody is disgusted with themselves over this action. Somebody just hates their body <laughs> because of this action. And we don't have to, according to scripture. Now, let's. First, this is what I'm going to do. First of all, I'm going to talk about that reel, that TikTok, because when you make a reel or a TikTok, it's not very long. You know, I think that one was 15 seconds and it actually had two other topics, which were somewhat controversial and they're only controversial to those who, um, you know, try to change scripture into what they want it to be according to what their conscience has been trained. But the masturbation part was really, really focused on. And if you go to my profile on TikTok or Instagram and... Just look for the sketch pad face. I think it was a few days ago I did this, maybe two days ago. Um, you know, the views of that went way up because of that topic. 
And I get it. And my ministry is not focused on getting views. If my ministry was focused on getting views, I would do things a lot differently. I get plenty of views, but even if I didn't get enough views, I'm not going to begin to teach error just to get more views. I'm not going to begin to teach things that are contrary to your once for all forgiveness just to get more views. I'm not going to teach things which will cause you to think you're not righteous and you got to do more stuff to be righteous just to get more views. I'm not going to focus on who I used to be just to get more views and who I am now or what I'm doing now just to get more views. <laughs> Let's get away from that stuff. I don't care about the views. I was having a conversation this morning with a friend of mine and we were discussing how the algorithms have changed drastically and um, the views are just different. The interactions are just different. And you know, I told him, I said, we really shouldn't be focused on views. We should be focused on the fact that we can still reach somebody we can still reach some somebody. Somebody's still gonna get to hear it even if it's not as many people and that's okay. I saw a TikTok the other day and I'm, I'm sure this is a fa famous quote or something but I thought it was amazing. The bird does not sing its song so that more people will... Sorry, I'm having a cellular connection here. But the, the TikTok, the guy was quoting something and it said the bird does not sing a song so more people will hear it or because it has all the answers but because it has a song to sing. I've got a song to sing. My friend has a song to sing. You have a song to sing. So we have to step back away from trying to get more interaction and just get back to the truth of scripture, get back to the basics of the gospel. And then let's just go from there. Because when we do that, we can do it shame free. That's why I can do this walk talk right now with the truth about masturbation. So real quickly, if you're new to my ministry, I want to introduce myself. My name is Matt McMillan. I'm a Christian author. I've written seven books. All my books are available on Amazon. Um, if you want to contact me, you can shoot me an email. I don't answer my DMs typically. Um, and I do that because I don't want to give everybody instant access to me because I can't keep up with all that stuff. So if you want to contact me, I welcome your interaction. And if your interaction is civil, <laughs> I will interact back. <laughs> if your interaction is not civil, don't expect any interaction back. And then I will eventually block you on social media. And then if you continue to email me disrespectful things, I'll block you on my email. Um, but if you want to email me, my email is matt, that is M-A-T-T, at mattmcmillan.com. All right, so let's go ahead and switch hands here. These things that I'm doing right now is giving one cameraman a break and giving cameraman number two the go-ahead. Excuse me, that's gross, sorry. This is cameraman number two, or this is cameraman number one. <laughs> All right, now, um, why do we think masturbation is a sin? We're not getting it from the Bible. And I'm going to get to all the passages that everyone wants to attempt to use to say masturbation is a sin. The reason why we think masturbation is sin is because majority of us, especially growing up in religious settings, we're taught that sex is a sin. Okay, so there's the first error. Sex is not a sin. It is the misuse of sex, which can be a sin. Sex is God's idea. Sex is amazing. Sex is good, but it is in the context of God's design that sex is not misused. So sex was meant for procreation and enjoyment between one man, one woman. 
in the context of a lifelong commitment. That's where you enjoy it the most. That's God's way. That's God's design. Now, do we make mistakes and not do that? Of course. But that doesn't mean it's changing God's design. Okay? So, there's the first error. The second error is we are taught that, and I don't know if they're going to shut my life down or not for saying this, we are taught that orgasms are sinful. <laughs> orgasms are not sinful. Again, this is something that was God's design. It's pleasurable. It can produce a, another human being, another life. There's nothing wrong with an orgasm. But we're taught that sex is sinful. It's not. It's the misuse of sex. We're taught that orgasms are sinful. It's not. It's God's design. <sighs> this subject right here in itself is so prevalent that sex and orgasms are sinful. Those who were brought up in the purity culture, even after they get married, they can't enjoy sex. Why? Because their conscience has been trained with error to believe that sex and orgasms are sinful. They're not. So when we feel like something is sinful, we have to double check what that feeling is based on because feelings don't always indicate truth. Our consciences train our feelings and our consciences can be trained by error. Any type of error, sexual error, religious error, works-based error. And when our consciences are constantly trained by error that impacts our feelings, and then because we feel sinful, we think it is sinful. So the best thing to do is to go back to the Bible, look at scripture. Let's not try to put what our view of our feelings are onto scripture, but let's look at scripture, have our consciences retrained. So when we get those thoughts, we're like, nope, that's not the truth. The Bible says this then our feelings will begin to change over time. You just need a steady dose of truth from scripture in context, and then your feelings will begin to improve. All right? So when we, when we have our consciences retrained, we can understand some things about the topic of masturbation. Because we've been trained that sex is sinful, which is not, Orgasms are sinful, which is not. We love masturbation in there too. That's where we've gone wrong. The word masturbation is not in scripture. The connotation of masturbation is not in scripture. The action of masturbation is not in scripture. It's not there. So we can't say it is, or we can't twist certain passages to make them appear as if that's masturbation because it's not. Our conscience have been trained that sex is sinful, orgasms are sinful, therefore masturbation is sinful. But that's not in the Bible. Why is that? Because we have even lumped pornography and lust in with masturbation. People will say, you can't masturbate without pornography. Why are they saying that? Because they've been trained to think that. Pornography hasn't been around but a hundred years or so. Or older than that, but you know what I'm saying. As far as like being, I could look it up right now on this thing I'm talking to you on. Easy access to something that's extremely immoral, extremely filthy, extremely not God's design. 
God does not want you viewing people having sex. <laughs> that is a private time between two people, which is special and intimate, and it is not meant to be sold for view. It is not meant to be marketed. Pornography is bad. We should never look at pornography. But that doesn't mean masturbation and pornography have to go together. Remember, we feel this, our conscience are trained, and we are told when we see TikToks, I gotta quit pornography and masturbation. We're trained this. I even have some friends who are former porn stars and now they're pastors, and they lump these two things together, porn and masturbation. They're, they're not interchangeable. They're not, you know, it's not peanut butter and jelly, chocolate and peanut butter, our conscience, okay? So, and then people will say, so let's make that clear. You don't have to look at porn to masturbate. <laughs> then let's look at the other one. People will say you can't lust without masturbation. Why are they saying that? Their conscience, remember? Their consciences are trained, so they're feeling what I'm saying, and they're like, well, I can't masturbate without lust, so you can't masturbate without lust. Their consciences are trained. They're, they feel angry <laughs> because I'm saying something that triggers their conscience because of an error they've been taught about lust. When in fact, masturbation can actually stop the lust. You ever thought about that? It can actually stop you from lusting. <laughs> Look, God doesn't want you addicted to anything. <laughs> God doesn't want you addicted to fantasy, doesn't want you addicted to lust, but we can't say something is what it is and then back it up by scripture when that's not there. So we, we lump lust and pornography together with masturbation. That's not in the Bible. So let's get away from that stuff. Let's begin to separate them, have our consciences retrained and understand that according to scripture, this is not sinful. So let's look at the passages that they want to use. First of all, let's start in the Old Testament. I had somebody stitch my TikTok and went on a tirade of how wrong I am, how I'm a false prophet, how I'm leading people to hell. And they had it all based on the masturbation that occurred in Genesis 38, I believe it is. But here's the thing. Genesis 38 is not about masturbation. If you read the chapter, you could get the context. In Genesis 38, there is a man who is having intercourse with his deceased brother's wife. Why? So that his brother's line could continue. During intercourse, he withdrew, spilled his semen, and did not inseminate her. That's not masturbation. God was not happy with that because God wanted that line to continue. It had nothing to do with him masturbating. One error, gone. Uh -uh. Love you. That's error. <laughs> All right, let's get to the other ones. Let's go to... Excuse me. Uh, it's really cold where I'm at, guys. So my hand's frozen. My nose is snotty. So I apologize if it's too windy as well. I apologize if my snotty nose is really gross. 
and I'm actually gonna have to switch hands again because this hand, cameraman number two, is frozen. So I gotta give cameraman number two a break and switch over to cameraman number one. I'm actually gonna shut that down for just a minute. I have these hand towels too. I have to put one under the phone to prevent the wind from hitting the microphone so you guys just don't hear the whole time. Excuse me. This is my break right now. All right, all right, I think we got it. When I do these walk talks in the summertime and in the fall, man, I'm just like, bam, bam, switch hand to hand. But we're gonna make it. We're gonna keep these walk talks going as long as I can. All right. Excuse me. Okay, so, and we're back. All right, so let's talk about the other passages that they use. Um, and the reason why I made that TikTok reel about uh, the Bible never says masturbation is sin is because of a reel or a TikTok that I saw where somebody said masturbation is a sin. And then they had some Bible verses under it, which were way out of context and had nothing to do with masturbation. So let's talk about those passages. So we see in Matthew chapter five, a couple different things where people will say this is masturbation. All right. So we see if you lust after a woman, you have committed adultery in your heart. We're going to we're going to talk about this because this has been used way out of context for a long time. First of all, first of all, is masturbation in this verse anywhere? No. Is the connotation of it in this verse? No. So what is Jesus talking about? Jesus, Matthew's chapter, Matthew chapter five through seven is throwing down the gauntlet on the Mosaic law followers. He just said before this, you have heard, don't commit adultery. But I tell you, if you lust after someone, you have committed adultery in your heart. Why did he say that? Because he's talking to people who look to the law for righteousness. He was saying, you think you're doing a great job of not cheating on your wife? I tell you, when you look at somebody and you lust after them, you commit adultery. Why? Because he's telling them, you're guilty. You're guilty. Even in verse 48 of this chapter, he says, be perfect like your father in heaven is perfect. None of them were. So Jesus is exposing the true standards of the law to those who look to the law for righteousness. This is not a sweet teaching for a Christian. This is not a teaching on morality. This is directed at those who were under the law. Christians aren't under the law. We're under grace. Romans 6, 14 says, sin will no longer be your master because you're not under the law. These people were, but you're under grace. Do you see it? So this is not about masturbation. And many people will say, well, Christ did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. Not one jot or tittle will go away. I agree. Hasn't gone away. The righteous requirements of the law have gone away in Christ. Romans chapter 10 says Christ is the end of the law for those who have believed. These people were not believing. The law is still here. You can still go look up all 613 commandments. If you want to follow the law, you have to do it perfectly like God. Perfectly. All 613 commandments. We don't get to pick just 10 it's a package deal. Deuteronomy 4.2 says, do not add to the law. Do not take away from the law. James said in James 2.10, if you fail at one commandment, you failed at all of them. 
Paul said in Galatians 3.10, you are cursed if you not, do not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. Do it all. He told Timothy, the law is useful. This is after the cross for the unrighteous. Christians are righteous. Second Corinthians 5.21 says, Jesus became sin so you could become righteous. So this is not directed at you. This is not about masturbation. <laughs> you know, in tongue in cheek, another guy said, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It's the same chapter. It's the same context. It's not about masturbation. It's about those who thought they were following the law for righteousness. Okay. Boom. There's another error gone about masturbation. Okay. So we got Genesis. We got Matthew. Let's go over to another passage that somebody used. First Corinthians six eighteen. Flee from sexual immorality. <laughs> Why? The next passage tells us because you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. So let's go back to 618. Uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 618. Yes, 1 Corinthians 618 and then 619. And then we get more context in uh, 611. Because we were washed, because we were justified, because we were sanctified. Why do we flee from sexual immorality? Because we are holy people. <laughs> Is masturbation in this passage? No, it's not there. We want to put masturbation into this because we see masturbation as sexual immorality and we say, stop it. Stop it. Or you better stop it. It's not there. First Corinthians 6, 18 says flee from sexual immorality. I agree. Sexual immorality will never set right with the child of God. If you're doing something sexually immoral, flee from it. If you want the list of sexual immorality, go back to verses nine through 10 and you'll get a list of the sexual immorality. Flee from that stuff. Is masturbation listed in verses nine through 10? No. Boom, there's another one, gone. Punt it. <laughs> it's not about masturbation. All right, so what else? Scanning my Rolodex. Okay, I had another person who said, Jesus said, walk by the spirit and don't gratify the desires of the flesh. <laughs> Jesus didn't say that. <laughs> Jesus didn't say that. Who said that? Paul. In Galatians 5. And in Galatians 5, what was the context? The flesh. First of all, is masturbation listed? Excuse me, in Galatians 5. I think I said Ephesians 5. I'm going to get to Ephesians 5. In Galatians 5, Paul said, If you walk by the Spirit, you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Two things here. Number one. The flesh mentioned is not talking about your body. The Greek word is sarx. S-A-R-X. The translated word from sarx to our English words is the flesh. When you see that little T-H-E in front of flesh, it's not talking about your physical body. So you can read Galatians 5 guilt-free. Galatians chapter five is not talking about your physical body. It is the desires of the flesh, 
you are not the flesh. You have flesh, but you are not the flesh. We have these so mixed up in our modern church. We think when we see the word flesh in scripture, we immediately think it's talking about our body. It's not. We have to look at the context. We have to look at the word before flesh. If you see the in front of flesh, it's not talking about your body, okay? Galatians chapter five is telling you, you have crucified the desires of the flesh. Those are the flesh's desires. The Greek word sarks, the flesh, does not mean your physical body. It does not mean sinful. It does not mean nature. It does not mean sinful nature. It means the flesh. What is the flesh? We don't have an English translation to unpack it properly. I have colleagues who say it is worldly ways of getting your needs met. Me personally, I say it is the power of sin expressing itself through your actions and attitudes. But here's what we need to know. The flesh is not your flesh. You have flesh. So if we are saying that we're crucifying the flesh and we're confusing Galatians 5:24 with our body, that is contradictory to what Paul tells us in Ephesians 5, where he says, care for your flesh like Christ does the church. He even says in one translation, one translation, you nourish your flesh, you cherish your flesh. So why would we have Paul tell us, you cherish your flesh, you nourish your flesh, you care for your flesh, and then he tells us in a different letter, crucify your flesh. It's because that is not your flesh in Galatians chapter five. That is the flesh. The flesh is not you. Okay? So there's nothing wrong with your flesh. Your flesh is holy. Colossians chapter two, your flesh is blameless. First Thessalonians five, you care for your flesh. Paul told the Colossians that self-abasement is worthless. There's nothing wrong with your flesh. So we ha we've got to get that away from the, the notion of masturbation is wrong because we have to crucify our flesh. That's wrong. That's a bunch of hodgepodge of a bunch of error just all stirred up and boom, there you go. And what happens when we have error stirred up and then it's taught? Our conscience are trained incorrectly. Then our feelings get all jacked up. Then we don't know what to do. <sighs> so what do we do? Walk according to the spirit. Why? Because that's natural for you. You're always in the spirit. You're never not in the spirit. You're a child of God who has been removed from the flesh and placed into the spirit. Romans chapter eight tells us this. So, switch hands. Cameraman is now a snot man. My gosh, I'm so sorry about that. The snotty, snotty sound, I apologize. All right, so there's another error gone. You, Jesus didn't say um, you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. He was talking about the flesh. The flesh is not you. There's nothing wrong with having desires of your flesh. <laughs> You're a human being. He gave you physical desires. The sexual desires are part of being a human. 
just like you you know you you have a nice uh, pumpkin pie sitting on the table of Thanksgiving your desire is mmm that looks delicious it smells delicious same thing with sex and the way we are attracted to other human beings okay now sometimes the power of sin the flesh can influence those desires in the wrong direction homosexuality is one of them there's no way to get around that okay god did not create sex to be between the same sex okay pedophilia bestiality bestiality we've got all these different types of sexual urges that come from the power of sin influencing us in the wrong way multiple partners <laughs> adultery <laughs> so we have all these different ways the flesh can influence our flesh but they are not the same things they're separate this is mind-blowing i understand that this is hard to understand at first but here's what you need need to know the flesh is not your flesh also there was a mistranslation in the niv bible and the nlt and they actually translated the words the flesh into sinful nature the niv changed it back the nlt has not so if you read galatians 5 16 it actually says your flesh's desires that's wrong your flesh's desires is wrong is the wrong context for galatians 5 16. it is the flesh's desire it's the flesh is an it the flesh is not you the niv changed it back so they changed sinful nature excuse me they changed the flesh into sinful nature in order to be more readable and then after much advice for a lot of scholars they changed it back to the flesh why because many people thought they had a sinful nature we don't have a sinful nature the word sinful nature are not in the bible you don't have to have a sinful nature to sin adam and eve didn't have a sinful nature and they sinned so we sin because we make a choice which is which is contradictory to who we are and to who god is anything that's not a faith is sin okay so what else so we got genesis 38 error fixed <laughs> hopefully <laughs> i explained it well matthew chapter 5 error fixed hopefully i explained it well uh first corinthians 6 18 error fixed hopefully i explained it well and then galatians 5 16 error fixed hopefully i explained it well look <laughs> masturbation according to scripture is not sin it's not that is what you have to deal with not that not that you have to do it or you're required to do it but just know this is a christian liberty issue <laughs> you are never instructed in scripture to not do this or to do this okay so that you let the holy spirit guide you all right some people will take what I'm saying as Matt's just telling everybody to get on here and just masturbate every day, all day. I'm not saying that. I'm telling you you're free. This is the same thing as alcohol. I'm in recovery for alcoholism. I haven't had a drop of alcohol in over seven and a half years. But I never tell people not to drink. Why? Because there's nothing in scripture which indicates 
thou shalt not drink. Jesus turned water into wine. Paul said, don't get drunk on wine. So clearly wine was fermented in scripture. Some people can't even fathom that. They say wine wasn't fermented. Yes, it was. Stop. This is another thing. It's a Christian liberty issue. If you have the Holy Spirit telling you, give that up because it's not for you and you're obsessing over this, that might be something you want to give up. I don't know. It's not my place to get on here and tell you what to do. It's not my place to get on here and tell you start doing something. If I said, you need to get up every day and read your Bible. When you get done reading your Bible, you need to write what you wrote. Write about what you wrote. Then you need to go to the gym. You need to take care of your temple. Then you need to come home and you need to do whatever your wife tells you to do. So you serve her. Then you need, then you need, then you need, then you need. That's not the gospel. The gospel is you're free. So live free. Don't use your freedom for things that you know are not natural to you as a holy person. You're forgiven. God does not count your sins against you. 2 Corinthians 5.19. He'll never count any sin against you ever again. Why? Because of the cross. You're righteous. 2 Corinthians 5.21. Jesus became sin so you could, so you could become righteous. That's the gospel. 2 Corinthians 3 tells me I'm competent to teach that to you. I'm not ever competent to get on here and tell you to work harder, do more. You got to be more like Jesus. You're already just like Jesus. You can't be any more like Jesus just because you start or stop something. 1 John 4, 17 says, in this world, you are like him. You are like Jesus now because you believed in him by grace through faith. You can't improve this. You can't sustain this. So what can you do? Grow. Mature. How about that? So when it comes to the topic of masturbation, I don't have to get on here and tell you to stop it. I don't have to get on here and tell you, go right ahead. I can tell you you're free. I can go back to the Bible, find all the passages that everybody wants to use to push onto others to say it is a sin and say, that's not what the Bible says. You can do the same thing too when you talk about difficult topics and it all comes down to your freedom. It was for freedom that Christ died. So don't let yourself be bound again by any type of slavery, whether it's mosaic slavery, church slavery, mean old aunt, whoever slavery, whatever it is, you're free. So live free. So I hope this has encouraged you guys today. I hope it's uh, brought to light. Um, a weird topic. Yeah, it's weird, but yeah, we talked about it. We got through it. And when you get through these weird topics, you know, not just with masturbation, um, you know, just side note real quick. And I was getting ready to, to finish this up. This side note, when you're told to not do something, what happens? You think about it and then eventually you will probably do it. That's what being told not to do something does. Sin, afforded through the commandment. Romans chapter 7. So if I got on here and I said, you better stop. It's just going to stir up the power of sin. That's all it's going to do. So that's not our job. So when I get on here and I try to encourage you about the truth of what scripture says, 
when I say this, I'm trying to help you build up your confidence in who Jesus is and who you are. Because when you know who Jesus is and when you know who you are, your life is going to improve. Your relationships are going to improve. When somebody teaches you error about a particular topic, you're not, you're, you, can, you can interact with them without, under, without taking it personally. You know, I got a lot of messages, which most of them go to spam and I just delete, delete, delete without even going through them, you know, and then it also came through on the comments. But when I read those things, I never take them personally. I just read them. Okay. This person's being respectful. I'll interact with them. This person's not being respectful. Delete. This person has a legitimate question. I'll interact with them. This person is attacking me. Delete. This person commented again, delete. This person commented again, block. Do you see it? So we set healthy boundaries. We don't have to allow the attacks of others to come at us, even if it's repeated and take it personally. <laughs> we, can, we can understand that they're just feeling that way because their consciences are trained improperly by error. And we actually care for them because we know that they're being bound by something in their conscience, which they don't have to, including the topic of masturbation. So, all right. Um, and then one other thing, oh, I can't think of it, but anyway, it, here's the thing. <laughs> You're a human being. You're a human. You're flesh and bone. When you hit puberty, something happened to you sexually in your makeup you now have the ability to have orgasms you now have the ability to reproduce sexually typically at the same time you still are okay so many people once they hit puberty they are immediately taught there's something sinful about that part of you. It's not sinful. It is what you do. It is not the actual sexual function. Does that make sense? So we have to stop telling people that sex is sinful because it's not. It is the misuse of sex. We have to stop telling people that um, orgasms are sinful because they're not. We have to stop telling people that masturbation is sinful because that's not in the Bible. We, we can't turn the Bible into something that it's not just because we've been taught differently. Okay. You know, in the same way you, uh, because you're a human, you, you need food. Are you supposed to be felt? Are you supposed to, um, feel guilty because you need a hamburger? You got to go to the bathroom. Should you feel guilty because you got to sit on the toilet? You have functions. You have functions. Now, out of all those functions, you get to choose what you do with your sexual functions. Okay? Let the Holy Spirit guide you. You don't have to have sex with anybody. You don't have to masturbate. But you do still have sexual functions. Don't feel guilty about that. Just know that in Scripture, the Bible never tells us that masturbation is a sin. Okay? All right. Always tell the truth about yourself. 
What's the truth? You, my friend, are righteous. You're righteous. You're blameless. Yeah, you're blameless too. You're holy. Don't hear that very much, do you? You're holy. The blood of Jesus made you holy. You're a new creation. You're not who you once were before salvation. You're a child of God. And there's nothing wrong with you whatsoever. So always tell the truth about yourself. Always be yourself. And uh, we'll see you on the next Walk Talk. Love y'all. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me on this Walk Talk. Please be sure to rate and review this podcast and share it with others. Subscribe right now so you don't miss out on any new content. To be encouraged daily, you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. If you want even more information on my ministry or to check out my books, go to www.mattmcmillan.com.